Welcome to Haunted Hospitality, Southern Stories Told by Spooky Gingers. I'm Robin. And I'm Zoe. And I, and I alone, have a story for you today. That's it, we're in September, folks! Exactly, which is kind of sad because, like, that was fun, but also people want to hear more murders, I guess? Oh, God. (laughs) And by that, we are talking about the Haunted College Tour Palooza that took up five of our previous episodes in the month of August. We took you to eight... Eight? Eight. No, Huntington College. Yes. USC. Yes. The two Louisiana ones. Yes. The two North Carolina ones. Yes. A Georgia and a Florida. So that's six. No, that's eight. Do your math. Think about it. I was I was doing <laughs> one finger for two. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So we took you to eight colleges around the South and hopefully scared some unwitting college students. Yay. Yay. But now that's over and we're back to business. Yes. <laughs> okay. Very so serious. Before we get into our something Southern mm-hmm. and before we get into our episode yes. content, main story, thing yes. Jiggy Zoe, how's your life going? Well, Robin. <laughs> well. So normally when I have a lot of life updates, like back to back to back. I know. Your life is so entertaining. I know, right? I try to... (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm dangling after that. It actually is. (laughs) But I try to split it up between the two episodes. But I have a lot of very time sensitive things to mention. What's going on? So first of all, last episode, I announced that I would be back from New Jersey after attending the LCS tournament. Right? Mm-hmm. You vaguely recall this. No, I, I definitely recall this. Okay. The very next day after we recorded, I wake up, I go to greet Kari, and he says, by the way, the event is canceled because oh. of the rising Delta cases. Yeah. So we're still going to New Jersey, but we're not going to LCS. Okay. So if anybody's like listening to that episode, they're just like, dying but it for was Zoe to go to LCS for three weeks ago. Like, what is she talking? About? That's why because we recorded it the day before it was canceled. Um, <laughs> so that was that. Second update: I got my orange belt. Yay! Yes. You. So I passed my orange belt test. I'm going to add that to our Instagram story. You look very proud and you deserve it. Why, thank you. And then the third update was my birthday was this past week. Happy birthday. Thank you. It was terrible. Oh, no. I didn't know that would happen. So, like, my actual birthday, there was... Thursday. Yes, Thursday. There were things happening with work that was just so insane. Like, I didn't even get a lunch because I was driving around like crazy. Like, we had a, um event that I had to go to at a law office, and it was canceled, and then it was back on, and then it was canceled, and then it was rescheduled, <laughs> and then it was re- rescheduled, and then it was rescheduled, and then it was supposed to happen that day at 2 o'clock, and I still haven't had lunch at this point. And I go, and it's 2 o'clock. Oh, it's actually one fifty. and I get a call from the attorney, and she's like, yeah, no, it's not happening. I'm like, I'm in the parking lot. And they're like, well, we forgot to schedule somebody to attend this thing with you. And I was like, why? So I had to hang up, call my boss, and be like, hey, the thing is canceled. And he's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, the thing is canceled. And he's like, oh, my God. So I call the attorney back, <laughs> and I'm like, hey, are you sure it's still canceled? She's like, yeah, they have nobody here. I trying my best like we just can't do it and I'm like Ugh. so I call my boss back and I'm like yes it's actually canceled and he's like okay I'm gonna call my boss now oh my and god and so like they were like trying to figure out what to do because our client obviously is gonna be pissed about this and so 
then I get a call. I'm like in my car and I'm like, I need to drive away now, go to get lunch, whatever. And I'm like just sitting in my car and I just can't bring myself to even turn my car off. I'm just like, this is just ridiculous. And then at two o'clock, I get a call from the attorney. Oh, it's back on. We're going to close today <laughs> at two o'clock. I was like, okay, I'm going in. So I called my boss. And he's like, hold on. I'm on the call with the other person. Let me um, conference you in. And I'm like, they're like, okay, Zoe, what's going on? And I'm like, it's back on. And they're like, okay, disregard everything we just said. So yeah, it was brutal. <laughs> and then I... The event happens. It takes two hours. It normally takes like 45 minutes. Oh, I forgot this was minutes. your birthday. Okay. Yes, this was on my birthday. And then, so that event happens. I get back to the office. It's like 4 o'clock at this point, And I'm like, I haven't even had lunch. I get off at 5.30. And my boss was like, just go home. And I was like, okay. So I went to Starbucks. I got my birthday treat. I got a cake pop, you know. I went home and then my desk arrived, so I spent the rest of the evening putting together my desk and it was annoying and it hurt my neck. And then on Saturday, when we were celebrating my birthday, we wake up, Kari and I go to Soda City mm-hmm. and we park my car. Soda City is an outdoor market that happens on Saturdays on Main Street in Columbia, South Carolina. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was just so in the story that I forgot that Not everybody, everybody knows in the world what Soda know. City is. Exactly. Yeah. So we go to Soda City and I park my car in the garage and... Kari's like, hey, does that feel weird to you? And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, yeah, the car just moved forward. And I was like, what do you mean? And I'm like, it's in park. What do you mean? Right? And then I go to turn the car back on. And it won't turn on. (laughs) And I'm like, you know what? Let me just pop the hood real quick. So I pop the hood real quick. And Kari... question. Are you the type of person who pops the hood and then knows what to do from there? Oh, no, not at all. I just look at it and hope that it comes to me, you know? That you are suddenly imparted with the knowledge of how cars work. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Well, we could hear it, like, gurgling. So that's not a good sign. Gurgle, gurgle, gurgle. But, like... And so it was very hot, but it was very hot outside, and I had just driven on the highway, and so Kari's like, oh, your car probably overheated. I'm like, but I literally just replaced my coolant system, my entire system, pipes and all of that, four years ago. And I'm like, there's no way it's, like, overheating. And the gauge wasn't showing that it was overheating. He's like, well, maybe the gauge is broken. So I was like, okay, well, let's let it cool down. We'll go enjoy Soda City. And um, when we come back, we'll try it again. Okay? Mm-hmm. So we go in Soda City. It's hot as mess out. I'm sweating like crazy. There's so many people. So even though Kari and I are both vaccinated, we're wearing masks. And I'm just sweating I'm just sweating so much. It's so gross. I just insert that gif of John Mulaney saying, I am just damp all the time. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And Kari's buying some boiled peanuts and I go to check my phone. That's hot. Yes. I'm saying boiled peanuts are hot. Yes. Why would you buy boiled peanuts on a hot day in August? I hate August, by the way. (laughs) I hate August. Me too. Um, So You're born in August. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I go to check my phone and I realize... I left my phone at home. On top of everything, I left my phone at home. Your phone so, at home? That's yes. you're <laughs> so I text my mom from Kari's phone and I ask her to pick us up from a Starbucks. So she picks us up from a Starbucks and we go to brunch and then she drives us and drops us off at the parking garage and we go up into the parking garage and my car still won't start. Yeah. So my mom drives us home. 
And I call a towing company. I'm like, can you even get into a parking garage? And he's like, I have to know the clearance. And I'm like, I don't know what the clearance is. So Kari and I get into Kari's car and drive back. And then his car breaks down. No. (laughs) (laughs) And we get some of my stuff out of the car. We leave my keys in the car for the towing company. I called them back and tell them, hey, this is the clearance. They're like, yeah, okay, we can get it. It's going to be $140. (sighs) Yeah. And so then I get a call from the guy, the towing guy, and he's like, oh, yeah, all I had to do was back up your car a little bit, and then I was able to get it on the tow truck. And I'm like, excuse me, you did what? He's like, yeah, I just got in, turned the car on, (laughs) backed it up a little bit. And I'm like... You got it to turn on. So apparently there's just like this doohickey that connects a doohickey to a doohickey in the car. A fuse? No, it's the, it's called like the transmission connection point Mm. or something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But basically when I shifted my car into park, it got into reverse, but then it just disconnected. And then even though my shift thing was in park, my car was in reverse. And so, I don't know if you know this, but if you turn your car off when it's not in park, and then you try to turn it back on, it just doesn't work. That makes sense. Yeah. And the doors didn't unlock or anything. I was just like, this is weird. So, yeah, he, I still have to get it fixed, and it's still at the garage, but that was fun. But then we went to go see Free Guy, and that was a great movie. Is that the new thing with Ryan Reynolds? Yes. I was laughing my butt off the entire time. Yes. I, I really enjoy him, and I want to see him in more things, because I realize I don't actually watch a lot of movies with Ryan Reynolds in it. He's great. Cool. I'm happy for you, and I am deeply saddened <laughs> by your birthday and then your birthday celebration day. Yes. But anyway, Robin, how's your life? Oh, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I went to the beautiful place of Greensboro, North Carolina, which, if you remember two episodes ago... We featured the University of North Carolina, my alma mater, part two in our haunted college tour, Palooza. Yes. So as I walked through campus with a couple of my friends who I was staying with, they were like, right. so which places are haunted? And I'm like, um, I should know this off the top of my head. <laughs> uh, did you walk under the bell tower? That's what I was getting to. Okay. I, did, I myself did not walk under the bell tower. I very respectfully walked around it and took a photo because there was a plaque in the bottom of the bell tower. I see. By the way, this is, you cannot read the plaque in my photos, but you can see the bell tower and that is going to go on our social medias very soon. But, I mean, way before this episode comes out, because it's relevant to right. two days from now episodes. Anyway, um, but my friend did walk underneath it. And I was like, no, don't walk underneath it. <laughs> bad luck. Bad, very bad luck. Yeah. But I would have done it. I'm sure you would have. No, I have no <laughs> doubt. But, no, I just, I held onto a pillar and I, like, leaned in to take photos. <laughs> which is, like, testing the boundaries. But everything worked out for me, so I don't think I had bad luck. You transferred it to me. That's what happened. I just, I did the stupid thing. And then, I because we're punished. so connected, you got punished. Exactly. Gotcha. I'm going to go do stupid things now to before, punish you. Before you do the stupid things, uh-huh. I'm all about, you know, retribution. So do that as you need. <laughs> um, can you give us a something spooky? Mm, southern. Mm, southern. Yeah. Something Southern. So, Robin, mm-hmm. do you recall? No. Okay. <laughs> um, a few episodes ago, several episodes ago. How many episodes ago? We have a lot of episodes. I was just I realizing know, right? that recently. Um, 
we did this game called Real or Fake Oh Towns. no! Yay! I'm excited, actually. I don't know why I said I don't know. <laughs> so That was a long time ago, Zoe. It was Nina's episode, I believe. Episode 6. Yes. I thought that was episode 8, but you know what? You're mm, smarter than I, me, so... I think I'm right. Okay. No, episode 8 was Heart Brothers. Okay, sure. Yeah. I believe you. Listen, when it comes to numbers, my mind is a still trap. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> but, so... To remind the audience, or to tell them for the first time, Mm -hmm. the way this game goes is I have five. Previously, I had ten, but you know what? I knew I was going to go on a rant, so I was like, let me grab five. (laughs) I I love your anticipatory skills. Thank you. So I grabbed five towns. They are either real towns or they are fake towns. So you grabbed a couple towns and then made up the rest. Or three, or four, or five. Okay, okay. They could be all true. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but so the way the game is played, Robin gets two points if she can get say if it's real or fake based off just the town name. Mm-hmm. And you can ask for the state it resides in, mm-hmm. but then you would only get one point if you get it correctly. And what is my goal of points to get? What does it mean if I win? Well, ideally, the maximum number of points you can get is 10. Is there a goal I should reach for? My goal is six. My six. goal is to reach six points. For okay. Six for Nina's mausoleum. Okay, yeah. there we go. So, Robin. Yeah, Zoe. Let me start you off with the city of Fanny. That exists. Incorrect. What? Fanny, Tennessee is not a real place. I was, one, guessing it existed, and two, guessing it was Louisiana. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, number two, butts. I feel like this is, I feel like your goal is to throw me off. Are these all? They are themed, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Butts does not exist. Incorrect. Oh, my God. <laughs> Butts, Georgia is a real place. No. So is Butts County, Georgia, because it's named after somebody named, like, Richard Butts or something. His- I lived in Georgia in elementary school, and you're telling me no elementary students told me that Butts, Georgia is a thing? It is a thing, though. Wow. Yes. Okay, so now I have to get everything right in order to reach my- I knew I wasn't going to reach six <laughs> I knew it. All right. So number three is intercourse. That exists. Yes, you are correct. Intercourse, <laughs> Alabama is a real place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've heard of that one. All right. Next one is Elbow. That exists. Incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> Elbow, Florida is not a real place. Okay. All right. The last one, Robin, is the city of Wiener. What state? Arkansas. It exists. That is correct. Okay. One point. So, got, so I got three. You got three points, Robin. I'm Devil's Tramping Ground rather than Nina's Mausoleum. You know what? That's a good thing. That's a good thing. I like that up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so there we go. There's our something southern. The three towns of Butts, Georgia, Intercourse, Alabama, and Wiener, Arkansas are all very real cities and we shout you out in our hearts yes if you live in one of those places oh my gosh please let us know know. just send us a tweet just send us a tweet yeah we'd like to like like well guys i have some bad news (laughs) (laughs) 
Everything's fine. Yeah. I'm not having a stroke. Unlike what Robin thought like three <laughs> episodes ago. Now Zoe's going to go off and do some shenanigans. So I get bad karma. Yes. <laughs> and while she does that, I will tell you about today's big story. Woo. Yeah. Now I get to sit here and do nothing in- but listen. I mean, you know, please talk too. So Zoe. Uh, you watch BuzzFeed on guys. She's looking at me really weird. It makes me feel weird. Oh, God. That, I, oof, you made my body contort. That was weird. Oh, no. I know. Okay. They say only the most powerful players are able to do that with the glance alone. Yeah, or just sipping your iced coffee through a clear straw. <laughs> just give me the weirdest look in the world. Okay. okay. So, Zoe. Yes. <laughs> I am totally ready. You watched BuzzFeed Unsolved. With you, yes. I mean, you have you watched it without me? Maybe a couple episodes? Okay, well, they did an episode on Mary Reeser, so I was wondering if you had context about what I'm talking about. I do know Mary Reeser, yes. Okay, okay. But not on BuzzFeed. Okay, that makes sense. So I am telling you about the story of Mary Reeser and... Most specifically, the suspicious circumstances surrounding her death. Okay. Yeah, before she was Mary Reeser, she was Mary Hardy. Okay. She was born in 1884 in Columbia, Pennsylvania. Wait, in Columbia, Pennsylvania? Yeah, yeah, why do you recoil? I didn't realize there was another city called Columbia except for the one in Missouri. You know, when I wrote this out, it didn't even occur to me that this was in Columbia, which is the same city we live in. <laughs> <laughs> But she was born in 1884 in Columbia, Pennsylvania. She married a man named Dr. Richard Reeser and okay. had a son of the same name in 1910 or 1911. Mm-hmm. The son would also go on to be a doctor, so his name is Dr. Richard Reeser. Junior. Junior. Actually, nobody calls him Junior, but I think for the sake of my mind, I'm going to call him Junior. Okay. Yes. So eventually, after Richard Sr. passed away, she moved to St. Petersburg, Florida, uh, where Richard Jr., uh, her daughter-in-law, Ernestine, I believe her name is. Okay. And her granddaughters lived. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she loved her family, but she wasn't quite at home in Florida. She really wanted to go back up to Pennsylvania and see her friends. And she was talking about this on the night of July 1st, 1951. Which wow, a very specific date, Robin. Yes, and unfortunately we know what very specific dates mean. Yes. Her son was over for a visit, and she was telling him how much she wanted to go back to Pennsylvania for a visit, and she was kind of distressed about this to the point that she didn't eat her dinner. Okay. When Richard Jr. left, it was about 9 p.m. Hold on. Was Richard Jr. telling her, no, you cannot go? No, I think I saw a thing that said that some things were falling through with the trip, but honestly, I don't know if that's just conjecture because I don't know if we actually have that information or not. We don't know that much about her life, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah. At 9 p.m., Richard Jr. left. She put on her nightgown, had two sleeping pills because she would take those regularly to go to sleep at night, and she sat down in her comfortable chair with Mm -hmm. a cigarette because she also smoked a lot. Mm-hmm. The next morning, her landlady, Pansy Carpenter, came to Mary's door to deliver a telegram. And this was, by the way, July 2nd. Dates come into play. Uh-huh. And uh, she went to open the door. And when she felt the doorknob, it kind of was really, really warm in her hand 
to the point that it made her concerned. So rather than trying to get into the apartment, she called the police. Because the doorknob was warm? Did she think there was My a fire inside? My guess is the door inside? was locked and she couldn't get in. And then she felt that the doorknob was hot and was like, mm, I'm going to call the police. Which, okay. to be honest, yeah, I don't know. It was either, like, because I know they always tell you when, if your house is on fire, touch the doorknob before you open any door. Yeah. Because if it's hot, that means the fire's on the other side and you have to find another way through. And if you open the door, it might invite the fire into the place you're at. Yeah. The only thing that doesn't make sense to me is why she called the police rather than calling, like, for 911 and then getting the firefighters. Yeah. Yeah. That could have just been an oversight in the telling of the story, though, to be honest with you. Okay. She called the police, and then the police arrived, and when they went into the apartment, what they found was kind of difficult to explain. Okay. So, they didn't find her body, but they found her ashes. Okay. And they found segments, by the way, by the way, by the way, this has, by the nature of this story, uh, content warning for human remains and what I think could be referred to as gore. Okay. Yes. So... Skip on ahead to another episode if you want to. <laughs> but they found her ashes, uh, her spine, her skull, um, what is possibly her teeth, and they found it where her chair had been, and what was left of her chair was essentially some coil springs. Okay. So everything had basically kind of been incinerated, um, except they found her foot, which was not burned. It was unharmed and it was still sitting in the black satin slipper that she wore to bed fun yes so one other thing to note and this is a thing that brings um how do i say this a hair of uncertainty into the ending of this story um her skull was shrunken it is often compared to the size of a cup oh that's really shrunken yeah it wasn't the size of a normal human skull. Would, or what her skull would have been. How would they determine that it was her skull then? If you it, said potentially teeth, so that means they couldn't do dental records. Um, I guess because this was her apartment. She was the only one who lived there. This yeah. was, the you know, the chair she sat in and this is what was left. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Interesting. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, I mean, I've never heard anybody wondering if it wasn't her in the chair. But okay. that is an interesting point to make. I figured they probably know since they have her foot. That's true, they have her foot. Yeah, it's just the skull itself. It's like, what if somebody just, like, threw a skull in there? You know, like a baby skull. I figure they would probably know the difference between a baby skull and an old lady skull. Mm-hmm. But... You know. Anything is possible. (laughs) Um, Here's a sentence I actually wrote in my notes. Oh, please share. Besides the scene's obviously suspicious circumstance, one more thing that makes it suspicious is how suspicious police found the situation. (laughs) Uh, Yes, the suspicious situation. (laughs) Found suspiciously. (laughs) By the suspicious police. (laughs) Um, So... Boys, basically what I'm saying is the police were not trying to downplay it. Uh, police Chief J.R. Reichart, I'm totally mispronouncing that. Okay. Uh, he had worked in the field for almost 25 years at this point, and he was mystified okay. by what was going on, to the point that he sent the uh, FBI director, J. Edgar Hoover, 
um, evidence for investigation. This evidence included the possible teeth. Okay. Glass, carpet, and the shoe. Okay. And they asked the FBI to supply information or theories about how a person could be so thoroughly burned while the surrounding areas of the apartment weren't burned down in the fire. Because Uh here's the thing that is at least equally suspicious as to how they found her remains. Okay. The apartment wasn't all that affected by the fire. The, there was plastic nearby that was semi-melted. The candles nearby were melted down. And there were smoke stains on the tops of the walls and the ceiling where the smoke, I'm assuming, would have risen up and stayed. Mm-hmm. But there was no structural issues. Okay. And it, it was so confined that there were unburned newspapers in her apartment, mm-hmm. nearby her chair, I believe. Uh, her sheets did not show fire damage or staining, and even the lower parts of the walls were unharmed. Okay. There was, like, it was just such a confined fire, which is not how fires work, in right. case anybody was wondering. <laughs> and, in fact, it was almost like the fire had stayed where the chair was. For the most part, just I'm going straight up, I'm mm-hmm. guessing, a cylinder. Uh, so the death, because it was so suspicious, <laughs> uh, it became national news and it became known as the Cinder Woman Mystery. Fun. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't put her name because we know her name. That was never in question. Okay. But newspapers love to obscure people's names. They I find guess. it fun. Yeah. And it's more mysterious if it's the cinder Cinder woman woman rather than mary reeser (laughs) though i do think that at this point if people are kind of in the true crime field well now you know who mary reeser is but i'm talking about like back then in we're not yet three weeks out i think right yeah so people cinder woman mystery yeah so There are a lot of theories that come from the public when you have intrigue like this, and Reichhardt and the other investigators were inundated with random things that the internet didn't exclude, uh, didn't exist, so it wasn't internet sleuths, but general newspaper sleuths were thinking happened, and if, to give you a sense of the caliber of these theories, one person suggested that random balls of fire had entered through her window. Oh, as you know, they do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you have to keep your windows shut. For the random in, balls of fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially in Florida. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, by the way, I love how you say Florida. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I, I forgot about it, honestly, until I said it. I was like, oh, crap. I forgot I say that word. Florida. Yes. <laughs> okay. So people became captivated with her death and one of the prevailing theories so much so that if you google mary reeser you're you're putting your hands together i know what you I'm know i'm so talking happy. about uh i'm gonna just i'm sorry i don't subscribe to this next theory but uh-huh. I, i'm seeing how excited you are <laughs> uh, the prevalent theory was spontaneous human combustion yes okay you're excited oh i love the theory of spontaneous human combustion well that's great because my next section heading bullet says theory of spontaneous human combustion <laughs> <laughs> so uh to give you a bit of history the idea that humans can mysteriously and without observable cause uh 
catch fire. Just burst into flame. Burst into flame has been around for centuries because there have been cases of this popping Mm up now and then. It is extremely rare, uh, but it does happen where people are like, this person burned down, but I don't know why. (laughs) Uh, And it even was featured in a Charles Dickens novel called Bleak House, where a character named Mr. Crook receives a fiery ending. Oh, Mm -hmm. okay. Yes, it did. The truth about it is uh, there's still debate going on about Mm -hmm. uh, spontaneous human combustion, but typically these people who are victims of this are overweight and often drink too much alcohol. And Mm so Victorians, like in the era of Charles Charles Dickens, thought that this was some kind of divine retribution for people who lived unsavory lives. Gotcha. You might just burn down. (laughs) (laughs) Because, like, the alcohol is, like, because alcohol burns and the fat on your body keeps you melty. God. Yeah. Um, I I kind of think that the Victorians thought this was more like a generally judgment right from the divine rather than science i am going to get into science in a bit and it unfortunately does involve melty things so i'm going to put a this is gross warning (laughs) before that can i just tell you my favorite theory of spontaneous human combustion you can and then we might have to edit it out if it has to do with what i'm gonna tell you (laughs) oh i don't think so at all okay okay. i don't take it seriously i just think it's so funny okay okay yeah so, you know how, like, little kids will take the magnifying glass and, like, burn an ant by mm-hmm. friend? You mean, like, psychotic little kids? Yes. Yeah. And the magnifying glass catch the rays, pinpoint it on the ant, and it bursts into flame? Mm-hmm. That, but aliens. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait, uh, if I'm getting this correct, you mean there are aliens in space, big aliens, who are looking at us through magnifying glasses and being like, ah... That in, yeah. I want to burn that one. Yep, exactly. They're watching us like ants, and they just get the magnifying glass and just. What about these cases that happen inside houses? Listen, I don't. (laughs) I didn't say that it's logical. (laughs) I didn't say I agree with it. You just said it was your favorite. It was my favorite. Okay, so that is one possibility, everybody. Very, very possible (laughs) possibility. Um. So, my final thing before we get to the next topic is mm-hmm. that spontaneous human combustion is probably not real, though, and I will tell you why in a second, because here I am, the science person to rain on all our parades. It's totally real. Don't listen to her. I actually really love that we're on at odds about this, because <laughs> good conversation, you know? Exactly. <laughs> so, on August 8th, the FBI gave Reichart finding their findings and then he talked about it and so at this point they had it and studied it the fbi did for three weeks Mm -hmm. and they said a few things one of which reichardt said again this is an incredibly unusual case right the fbi didn't find anything that could have started the fire though it was also noted that in these cases, if there was something to start the fire, it would have also probably been burnt up. Right. And the final thing was that this was not a case of spontaneous human combustion. And before I go into why it wasn't, right? Uh, I wanted to add a quick note because this reminds me in a lot of ways of the Bleeding House in Atlanta that we mm-hmm. covered in episode nine. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> because it is a 
mystery thing that happened to one or two people that there was really no ready answer for and the deeper you look into it the more confusing it gets and the way that the police and bleeding house were handling it was uh, terribly terrible because the more they didn't get answers the more they were like this is stupid we want to do other things exactly and this guy the more he got answers that didn't make sense he was like i think this is what happened but this is over my head even if there is an explanation that makes sense which they do think they found he said it's still mind-boggling that this happened in the first place right so just props to this guy for how he handled this case because if this had been put into the hands of the people who were doing Atlanta in 1987, that specific part of Atlanta, hmm, who knows what would have happened. <laughs> That's just all I'm saying there. And remind me again, what year does this take place? 1951. Okay. Yes, St. Petersburg, Florida. So he said, here's a bit of new information. They analyzed the material from her nightgown mm-hmm. and they found it to be rayon acetate which is a highly flammable material and could have easily ignited while she was smoking a cigarette, which Mm -hmm. she was in her chair. So that is thing number one of, okay, fire could have easily started. Right. Um, And the other thing is, have you heard of the wick effect? Yes, I have. But that's because I know this case. So (laughs) I will allow you to explain it, though. So for people who don't know what the Wick Effect is, I'm talking to you specifically and ignoring Zoe completely. Ignoring me completely. (laughs) I'm just going to dance my dance over here. And I'm warning you, this is the gross part. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm also uh, going to give you a little lesson on how candles work, Mm because it took me a second to figure it out. And I was like, wait, how does this relate to candles? A candle wick? Okay, what? So, and if I get this wrong, I thoroughly apologize. You'll get it right. Because I tried to Google how do candles work, and then it was taking me a weirdly long time to find the answer. And I was like, <laughs> I, I think I get it. I'm just going to say what I think. <laughs> so in a typical candle, the wick is on the inside, and there is a wax coating on the outside that helps draw up the other candle wax that makes up the candle. Mm-hmm. So inside wick, outside wax. In the wick effect, it is the opposite. The idea is that the person's clothing acts as the wick, Mm-hmm. In or like a thing that drives, I guess, the fire upward, and that, and this is the gross part, the person's fat melts into the clothing and acts as the candle wax. So it is like they are burning up like a candle, and yeah. it is, if I'm reading this correctly, like an ongoing burn. It's not just a very sudden thing; as it keeps burning for a long time right now the theory is that mary smoked cigarettes and she was also taking sleeping pills so she likely fell asleep while she was smoking and then the cigarette fell or somehow otherwise caught her on fire and she did burn up via the wick effect there is a quote from mary's daughter-in-law ernestine given in 1991 to the saint peterburg St. Petersburg Times, which seems to support the wick theory. And she said, the cigarette dropped to her lap. Her fat was the fuel that kept her burning. The floor was cement. Mm -hmm. And the chair was by itself. There was nothing around her to burn. So this was the official thing from the FBI, and it seems it's what the family believes. And it is what I think most people who look at this case hoping to find an answer believe. Right. Now, a bit about how the wick effect relates to spontaneous human combustion. 
people who study this believe that a lot of cases of spontaneous human combustion, try saying that five times fast. <laughs> no. Just over and over again. Uh, they, they think it can be related to the wick effect because it doesn't leave behind traces of what happened. Mm-hmm. You just kind of have to assume. So there's no proof. It's just we looked at the circumstances with Mary Reeser and we assume this is what happened. Right. The wick effect kind of helps explain why people who are so-called victims of spontaneous human combustion are often overweight and drink, and it's not so much because you are being smited for (laughs) your awful ways, but it is because these circumstances affect your likeliness of having the wick effect, even though it's an astonishingly rare occurrence in general, because the idea is if you are more overweight, you have more fat to burn, Mm -hmm. and... I don't think Mary Reeser was necessarily a heavy drinker, so I don't. I think for her, it's the sleeping pills that dulled her reflexes. But if you are a heavy drinker, then you are less likely to be able to stop it from happening right. because you are your mind is slowed down. Yeah, I wanted to bring up real quickly a person whose case was believed to be spontaneous human combustion, but I believe is probably the Wick effect. Just because it was so similar to Mary Reeser's, I was, even though no reading this, believing that there wasn't rational explanation behind it, I was still kind of shocked at how similar they were. And this was Matilda Rooney. Um, she burst into flames on Christmas Eve in 1885. She was in the kitchen in her house. And... The state of her remains were eerily similar. Um, The fire didn't spread past her body, though the smoke did go through the house and it did end up suffocating and killing her husband. She was found to be ashes and there were small amount of bones and only her feet remained Mm -hmm. unburned, like Mary Reeser's and another gross moment. But I was thinking, well, okay, why is the feet unburned? My guess is... (laughs) <laughs> okay, so we just gestured upward. Oh, upward. So the fire starts in the belly usually. and Oh, I didn't know the fire starts in the belly usually. Well, with, with spontaneous human combustion, the theory is that the fire starts in your stomach. Okay, well, with the wick effect. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, can, we can get into a dialogue about that. No, you're uh, <laughs> But my guess is, okay, if the wick is the clothing, the clothing will stop at your ankles at least. And then also there's not really f- so much fat in the... Uh, yeah. In the feet, and also, like you said, the fire travels upwards, so there's not really a reason for it to burn, necessarily. Mm-hmm. There are two things that leave lingering questions about whether this is truly a wick effect case, and both stem from University of Pennsylvania anthropologist Wilton M. Krogman. Okay. He says that, one, the fire that the FBI described happened to Mary was, you know, it was uh, over the course of an evening and it was maybe a low burning fire, like hot because it's fire, but not like just scorching necessarily. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Basically, it's saying that he's saying that the fire would have been too low of a temperature for her to have been cremated in the way that she was. Mm -hmm. Um, He also said that her head should not have shrunken in such a fire, but rather should have exploded. And me, not being a very good at I I like science, but I don't know it very well. (laughs) And so by that, I'm assuming he means that such a fire would have created more pressure in her skull Mm -hmm. rather than possibly decreasing the pressure, which I'm assuming is what would have happened if she 
shrink shrunk it yeah and i want to leave you before i get into um, what happened to her remains and then the possible there is a sentence about a ghost situation (laughs) so before i get to that i want to leave you with a quote that he said that i think everyone who hears this case will relate to whether or not you think that this is the wick effect or not he said I find it hard to believe that a human body, once ignited, will literally consume itself, as does a candle wick, guttering in the last residual pool of melted wax. This case still haunts me. Oh. And I feel that. Yeah. Um, because even if you look at this and you're told, yeah, there is a scientific explanation, the scientific explanation is disturbing as all get out. <laughs> that's true. And I hate thinking that that's possible to happen. Right. And that... A few people, every century, it happens to. Right. Ah. I mean, there's a reason why your clothes have to make be made out of a certain fabric. Like, there's regulations on fabric for, I think it's baby sleepwear, mm. where it can't be a certain fabric. It has to be a certain blend, because otherwise it's flammable. Like, pajamas aren't allowed to be flammable, because if you go to, like, the craft store and you go to buy fabric... Some fabric will have, like, a warning label on it that says this is not intended for children pajamas. Hmm. So there's actually regulations on things like that. Gotcha. I, I think, because I know people can catch on fire. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you can be in a place. I Something that is so close that it's basically a person catching on fire themselves. So, like, almost. And it, So how is it? My hope is that these people are long gone by the time the fire is really happening uh-huh. just because it goes on for hours. But I also don't know. I don't know if Mary Reeser stayed asleep. I hope she did. Well, if she was under sleeping pills, she might have been. You dead. can hope that the right. smoke gets them too. Yeah. Because most people who die from fires don't die from burns. They die from smoke inhalation. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, yeah. At least that's a statistic that I haven't researched, but I have heard. I'm hoping that that's a statistic. That seemed, that's a true statistic. It seems to be, like, the least painful way right. to go from that. Um, but before I leave this case completely, I want you to know her ashes were divided in two, and part were buried in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania, in Chestnut Hill Cemetery beside her husband, mm-hmm. and part stayed with her son's family. And for the brief sentence of Ghosty Bit, uh, they said that they felt her near them, um, after her death until uh, they no longer had her furniture. So oh. I wonder if she was maybe attached to that. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Now, of course, I don't know for certain. Right. Yeah. yeah. And maybe it was just like, if you see it every day, you're going to be like, oh, that was her furniture, yeah. you know? So even if it wasn't ghostly, it could have at least been like memory, you know? Yeah. Her memory stayed with them. Exactly. All right. Well, that was the story of Mary Reeser and the, yeah. Yeah. Can I just say one thing about spontaneous Yeah, but you totally combustion. talked about spontaneous okay. human combustion. So. Sorry to rain on your parade. No, you're fine. No, you're fine. Um, it's one of those things where I, I think it would be very enjoyable to believe in it, but I don't know if I can actually br- bring myself to completely believe in spontaneous human combustion. But with this case, a lot of issues that come up with is like, how did the entire place not burn down? Yeah. Plus, it's an apartment complex. How did none of her neighbors 
How did you not smell the smoke? How did you not smell the smoke? How did mm-hmm. not you not hear the fire, smell, feel the fire, you know? Mm-hmm. I was wondering that when the Pansy... What is her last name? I was going to say Pansy the- Parkinson, but I think that's a <laughs> Harry Potter character. Pansy Carpenter, when she went up to the door, it says the only thing she noticed was that the doorknob was hot, but wouldn't you smell smoke? Exactly. So the thing with spontaneous human combustion is that it is very quick and very, very, very hot. So you're saying it's the opposite of what they said, where they were saying it took uh, hours. Yes, where they were saying it was a slow burn. Mm-hmm. Um, no, so with spontaneous human combustion, I think they say it takes a span of less than a minute and the fire burns so hot, things just don't get a chance yet to catch flames. Like I, like oh, okay. the newspaper in the room, mm-hmm. it didn't get a chance to catch fire because by the time... Like, the heat wave got to it, the fire was already gone. Mm-hmm. So, like, that would explain how she was ashes, even though supposedly it was a low-burning fire. And that would also resolve our um, brain issues when it comes to hopefully she was dead before she felt the burning. Mm-hmm. And also, it might explain the shrunken skull. I don't know how... S- I know there's a way to shrink heads because shrunken heads exist. Yeah, I... I have never looked into it. And I I don't think I ever will. I don't think I will either. (laughs) I'm just going to let that one be. Yeah. But, I mean, there was one case that, to me, was like, so either this person's lying, which is totally possible. People do lie. People do lie. And there was only one witness. But um, he actually saw somebody catch fire. Really? Yeah. I, I, I don't remember the full details. But there was a case where one person, an individual, saw another individual spontaneously combust. But what like, was the outcome? Do you remember? I mean, the person died. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, because that was the thing I was thinking about because nobody's ever seen the wick effect mm-hmm. because, by its nature, if you see a person slowly burning, you stop the burning. Right. Yeah. But no, this guy, he saw the person just go. Poosh, and then in a minute they were dead. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I think it was also in like the 1700s. Oh, and is the idea that anything could happen in the 1700s? Well, <laughs> the idea is like we don't have like proper recording. Oh yeah, no evidence. Yeah, it's just one <laughs> yeah. guy. Yeah, just one guy was like, oh yeah, my Tim, my buddy Tim, he he just erupted into flames. Yeah, I'm sorry to say he totally killed his buddy Tim. You know what? <laughs> yeah. I I think he set his buddy Tim on fire. <laughs> Spontaneous human combustion is really something that I would love to subscribe to, mm-hmm. but I don't know if I can, you know? Because you're too scientific. Or I just don't trust people to tell the truth. <laughs> so, okay, one thing I will say, and I wasn't going to put it in my notes because I didn't really... No, I was going to put it in my notes. I got a quote from it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I totally forgot that. <laughs> it, it was the, the doctor, it was the Dr. Wilton quote. Okay. Uh, but I was just skimming over what this guy wrote because it was this guy trying to prove that spontaneous human combustion can exist under a certain amount of circumstances. So I will share that with you, Zoe. I was thinking about putting it into the episode and then I was like, no, that's too heavy on the science for me. I really can't. <laughs> so anyway, I'm, you might oh, be interested okay. in finding that. Okay. I'll uh, put it in the notes. You'll share. Okay. I was like, 
share it with me. Like, I thought no, you were no, about to start talking I, I, about like it. Like I said, I used it for the quote, and then I was like, uh, I don't know about all this stuff, and it's not proven. But anyway, he, it's a guy who was looking into it at one point, at least. Right. There's a PDF. Yeah. I mean, um, there's a Bones episode about it. Oh. Yes. I mean, they end up proving it's not spontaneous human combustion. Yeah. But I think somebody was like, I mean, obviously he was murdered. It was Bones. But... Yeah. Yeah, they were like, "It could it be?" And she was like, "No, that doesn't exist." And then the other scientist guy was like, not like a guest guy mm-hmm. on the show, was like, "It's possible." And she's like, "There's never been a factual case." Anyway, I'm not gonna react the entire <laughs> reenact the entire episode. That'd but be funny. Just haunted hospitality, but bones. <laughs> You know how many times I've seen that show? Anyway, sorry. Okay. I'm getting, I'm guessing a lot. Yes. I love that show. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Uh, If you enjoyed today's episode, please like, subscribe, review, and tell a friendo. I'm deciding to leave off the, this is the best way to tell people about (laughs) your podcast, but I guess I'm putting it in anyway. Also, if you want to see Robin's sources and also her blog about this episode, go to Mm hauntedhospitality.wordpress.com. And also, also, if you want to tell us your own spooky story, that's true crime, paranormal, whatever have you, please send it to us at hauntedhospitalitypodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, I love the new enunciation level of gmail.com. Gmail.com. You know, it's underrated, but it's important. It's very important. Yeah, the Gmail of it all. Uh, And we are in uh, the interwebs. We are at Twitter at Haunted Hosts. We are on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Haunted Hospitality. We might be at other places, too. Just search Haunted Hospitality, and it turns out we're there, then yay! Yay! You know what? I actually did Google us recently, and... Mm -hmm previously like on episode five or six if you google haunted hospitality like a bunch of listicles of the 10 most haunted hospitals or hotels that you can find we in the really United need to do a haunted States. hotel we need have to live we? up to our name oh wow we haven't i don't think we have anyway i do have one in mind <laughs> okay okay but um but now if you google i think the third link is us we are moving up in the world y'all <laughs> all right Thanks, guys. Thanks. Stay Stay spooky. spooky.